Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Two philosophers. Pashao. Modern day philosophers. With no fucking background in philosophy whatsoever. Hey, bullshit, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Wasted <laughs> Content, episode 52. I am Anthropos. I am Ozymandias. And for today's episode, the one-year anniversary, which we're... Technically, con- yeah. yeah. It's just something, yeah. a point of con- contention between us. And, you know, there's like the Jokingly, 50 mark yeah. and the 52 mark. But, uh, you know, the 50 mark is just, it kind of makes sense because it's like a nice round number. And we wouldn't be celebrating episode 104, really. That'd be kind of a weird thing to celebrate. Right. I totally see the the logic behind that. But, you know, there's like the completely reasonable and logical 52-week uh, deal. That's a year, 52 weeks. Exactly. There's that. There's like, that. if we're going to start fucking just celebrating everything arbitrarily, then let's fucking <laughs> celebrate the fucking two and a half year mark. Right. Right. You know? It's all arbitrary. It's all relative, and um, well, no, fifty-two weeks denotes a rotation around the sun. Correct, right? Yes. Yeah. It's not necessarily arbitrary. There's a system in play already, like a calendar that we all have agreed upon, <laughs> and for some reason, fifty makes more sense. It just—it's just a nice round number. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess. Based off know. the decimal system, hmm. and you know, just makes well, things what easier. What the fuck are to, we doing with the fucking calendar? It's a multiple of ten. Yeah, no shit, right? Yeah. 365 years, 52 weeks, 24 hours. That's stupid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dude, we just need to get like everything on the fucking metric system. Just make everybody's oh. life easier. Time and dates and months. Does the metric system have a different calendar? I don't know, but they should. Mm. Everything's like divided by 10? Right. Why so not? there's like 10 days in one month? Uh, 10 right. months in a year? There you go. Let's just do that. Ten years in a deck. Oh, that wouldn't make sense actually. <laughs> Hundred years in a century. Oh, okay. uh, hey, we got some fucking hey, um, a hey. thousand years in a millennium. Mm. Okay, now we're starting to see some fucking consistency, right? But it just doesn't happen until you like you know get to like bigger numbers, I guess. Yeah. Either way, thanks for joining us for episode <laughs> fifty-two. <laughs> this episode, we're going to be featuring brews from the one, the only Belching Beaver Brewing Company. This has been a staple in the San Diego craft beer community, and we're proud to feature something like this on our podcast. We're going to show you a few things, a few different things that Belching Beaver can do. And, um, I mean, we're coming at you with this. We're pretty sure you've seen them on the shelves plenty of fucking times. They are prolific, and they just they, they know how to make a fucking good beer. They absolutely do. So, to start us off, the first beer is going to be the Miso Honey Blonde Ale. It's an ale brewed with honey and it's coming in at a 5.5 abv there's a little something here on the can it says our smooth drinking honey blonde ale is one of our best sellers and for good reason we brew with the finest quality honey available floral aromas leap from the glass while subtly sweet flavors linger on the finish making this a beer for all occasions good times to you my friend and welcome to the beaver family cheers tom (laughs) beavers <laughs> <laughs> well tom thanks for that introduction <laughs> and uh, thank you for welcoming us into the fucking family uh I'm, I'm proud to be a part of the family and let's just fucking make everybody else listening a part of that too let's go ahead and get this fucking pour going
All right, so we got this brew poured out, and it really does have a beautiful golden honey color. So that's already kind of just perking up my senses here. It's telling me to expect that flavor profile. Um, not a lot to say about the head. It doesn't really have any stain power. It's there for when you pour it, and then it's quickly gone and dissipates into very large open bubbles. So um, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see what the the carbonation is like in here. Uh, let's get a few notes on the nose. It smells like honey. Does it smells like malts? Yes, yes. It has kind of like a kind of like a. I'm not trying to like bring you guys down real quick, but <laughs> kind of has a little bit of like a malt liquor kind of uh, essence to it for me. I'm getting more of a like honey lager. Okay. It's reminiscent of like a malt liquor, but there's a very distinct, um, a beautiful refined honey sweetness there too. The the honey is just uh, it it's it just kind of syrupy sweet on the nose, and uh, fuck, uh, Belching Beaver's never done me wrong. So let's see what we got here, brother. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, so it actually is kind of giving me a little bit of that. I, I didn't expect it on, on the palate, but it's giving me a bit of a reminiscence of a malt liquor, of a malt, a malt liquor, is a malt liquor, yeah, malt liquor. There's just this kind of like a, a little bit of like a bit of a stank, a little bit of a raunch, and um, and 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 I don't, I don't, again, I don't really mean to knock you guys down a peg, but. There's just this fucking character to it that really uh, beckons uh, Mickey's and uh, fucking <laughs> uh, King Cobra-ish mm -hmm. notes here. I didn't expect, excuse me, I didn't expect that at all. Fuck, I'm already even getting fucking malt liquor burps in this shit too. <laughs> um, I didn't expect that, but it, it is coming through for me. And it's all sat atop of beautiful decadent layer of honey, though. It's a weird contrast. I'm getting a lot of honey here. I I don't really see the malt liquor things except for the malts in this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that like really weird dry aftertaste. That's similar to the Mickey's. Okay. Which kind of makes me rethink the Mickey's logo. You know how they have a fucking bee on their fucking thing? That's right. Get, get stung. Get stung. There you go. That's the one. So I wonder if there's any fucking honey in that to make it a little sweeter than what it is. Maybe they were trying to overcompensate here with the sweetness by adding more malts. I don't know what it is, but uh, there's a hint of it, but not so much as you're saying on my end anyway. Uh, it's a little malty for sure. Um, again, it, it feels more like a uh, honey lager, if anything. I don't know. The head was nice when we poured it, but it's gone now. Right, right. This color is fucking amazing. Yeah, the color is beautiful. The presentation is great. Um, um it's still kind of not moving away from that flavor profile that I'm talking about for me. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's strange. It's really strange. It's like kind of like a, a, a rushed, mass-produced, 
um, unrefined grain flavor profile that I'm getting from this. And uh, I sound like a fucking total snob right now. And I, I didn't expect to do that. I definitely <laughs> wanted to, you know, just fucking give you big ups. But this this first one in the lineup is kind of not really, uh, you know, just giving it to me. It's not really doing it for me. Uh, the, the honey character is beautiful. And I just really wish that the 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 overwhelming flavor profile of the beer and the grain used here uh matched it this is 5.5 i see what you're what you're talking about with that malt that like malt liquor taste because it it is a little boozy for a fucking 5.5 percent mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that's incredibly fucking boozy so it was kind of it does give those flavor profiles of a malt liquor like malty and a little boozy and it's just like I don't know. I don't know if this combination with the fucking honey is what they were trying to do, but god damn it. Yeah, dude. Um it's it's especially present to me on the finish. Mm -hmm. The finish is unrefined. It's um it's it's very grainy and uh like a fermented grain uh taste and it's it's kind of not pleasant and I expected this to be very bright. I expected it to be um like super refreshing and crisp and it's not really doing any of that for me there's a there's a, a medium body a solid medium body but the 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 flavor showcased is um not crafted not right not what i would deem crafted huh now with that said this is definitely one of the offerings from Belching Beaver that you could consistently find on the shelves year round. And um, I don't take any of any of the availability into account when I'm rating or when I'm describing a flavor. Um, I don't give a shit if you could find this exclusively one fucking day a year or if you could just catch this on any fucking, uh, you know, 7-Eleven fucking shelf. It's just it is what it is to me. And that's what is coming across and I think that kind of it, it, it has something to do with exactly how much they have to produce of this. Right. If it's a fucking bestseller, hey, uh, hats off to you. Make your money. But this, I wouldn't say, is uh, uh, something that's uh, showcasing their ability to craft beer. Here's what I was expecting from this beer. I was expecting something along the lines of drink this or the bees die. Mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. where it was just like straight honeycomb right like beautiful and bright and just fucking this like aromatic fucking honey coming through your fucking nostrils yeah um but it's not that at all and maybe because i went in this with that expectation i'm kind of rating it lower i don't know but uh, it's I oddly boozy yeah, it's not enough for a 5. honey 5. it's it's malty but it's like the wrong type of malt here weird it's a weird fucking combination yeah i mean appeal to the masses for sure get you like i said get your money uh i do i do distinctly recall that we were able to even guess hint at exactly what kind of honey was used for the drink dish of the bees dies bees die from um left left foot brewing company i believe that's what they're called or duck foot duck foot duck foot brewing company uh, I think that we like specifically called out orange blossom honey. Now, if you were to put me to task on this one, that's right. I can't tell you that I'd be able to pick that out. I guess this would be like cl clover honey. 
that'd be used here mm. that that'd be my guess I'd, I'd, I'd probably be willing to bet my bottom dollar on the fact that it's clover honey and it says on the can we brew it with the finest quality honey available and that brings it into question because uh clover honey is probably one of the most widely available honeys uh on the on the honey market because that's a thing um <laughs> <laughs> he knows so much about the honey market bro <laughs> i've been to a few fucking um street fairs have you <laughs> god damn i've driven down a few fucking rural country roads my last recollection of actual honey was <laughs> like fucking mall little kiosk in the center of the mall okay. when i was like fucking eight jesus okay yeah you gotta get out more man god damn <laughs> maybe <laughs> They got like all kinds of stupid ass honey out there, yeah. man. Yeah. Like they have I thought the... the bees were dying. What the fuck happened to all that shit? <laughs> no, they like got before the 4G towers were making them go all fucking wacky and like <laughs> can I even go back home? Like ET and shit. <laughs> no, they got these motherfuckers working overtime. Ah. Yeah, they got them segregated. They got them working different. Like specifically, you're gonna harvest the fucking pollen from Oh um, no shit. From like this type of plant. Nice like sage. You're gonna specifically these bees are only feeding off a of sage. I wonder when the Harriet Tubman of bees comes around. <laughs> Fucking hey, dude! No, they got these motherfuckers <laughs> working overtime. They got them producing all kinds of stupid honey. No shit. And this, my friend, with the honey uh, blonde from Belting Beaver, is nothing that I'd say is uh, uh, something to fucking write home about. This is a very, very, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready to rate this. Go for it. I, I've got a five for the Honey Blonde Ale. We're off to a fucking pretty bad fucking start. High. Yeah. It's pretty fucking high. That's pretty fucking high. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. All right. Yeah. What do you got for this uh, one? I was going to give this a three. Mm. Mm. That's really low. <clears throat> is it? For this? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's probably one of like our lowest ratings. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not pleasant. It's not at all. It that, certainly you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, like exactly what I was gonna say. It's not fucking pleasant. I was expecting some brightness of honey and like little maltiness. God damn, they managed to fuck up honey. How do you fuck up honey? You can add that shit to anything and it makes it fucking delicious. Um, the the finish is what really fucking drives the fucking nail through the heart of this beer for me. It really fucking just it, it it really fucking beats it down. The finish is just uh, I I can't explain it in any other terms other than unrefined. Mm. There's just this fucking super uh, super um, imposing grainy spirit, and it 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 just reminds me of like some fucking cheap ass fucking bud ice or some shit. I can see that. Like if you put some clover honey into a butt ice <laughs> is what you're getting with the honey blonde or miso Yikes. honey. For sure. You know, I'm 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 willing to give them right. an, another shot. <laughs> my rating? Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I'm gonna stick with a five. Five. Um, yeah, because uh, the, the honey sweetness is nice. It's cool. Um it just this isn't the best showcasing of a blonde. It's not the best showcasing for belching beaver, it's not the best showcasing for a honey ale. No, and uh, it's it's pretty fucking meh. Yeah, I, I I'm sticking with the three. I've loved Belching Beaver and everything we've had from them prior yeah. to this, but this is fucking disappointing. A four. Okay, I'll lower there it. There you go. <laughs> I'll lower it. It's a four. It's I win. A four. <laughs> I, I 
when I when I decidedly made the transition from fucking bum beer to craft beer, it was specifically because I wanted to taste things that were fucking not that. Right. And then getting into a fucking craft beer that's reminiscent of that is 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 definitely fucking unpleasant. Yeah. So a four. I'll I'll lower Good it job. to a four. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Let's get to a fucking <laughs> palate cleanser. I'm I'm definitely ready yeah, for a fucking those. palate cleanser. I'm willing to give them another fucking shot. We're actually going to give them four, four shots. Four shots, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got for beer number two, man. <clears throat> okay, we're going to move on, hopefully, to something a lot better than what we just featured. Again, from Belching Beaver Brewery. Brewery? Brewery. I feel like I've had this conversation before. Brewery? Brewery. What conversation? Is it a brewery? Is it brewery or brewery? Brewery. 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 Library? Brewery. Library. Brewery. Brewery. It's great. Making great content. Brewery. Belching Beaver Brewery. It's a hazy IPA. Titled Hazer's Gonna Haze. That's right. Which is what we did for that fucking stupid honey bullshit. <laughs> for real, huh? With the fucking awesome fucking and uh, like graphic here. It looks like an old Ninja Turtles cartoon. It kind of does, right? These fools look like Splinter. Or like the Master fucking Splinter. bad guys. The, that stupid fucking pig and the fucking rhino. Right. You know, it looks like he's part of their crew there with the leather jackets. For sure, for sure. Damn good times. Ha <laughs> ha. Like damn. Oh, uh, because of the beavers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but it's a brick wall. <laughs> God. Who the fuck is working here? <laughs> anyway, Hazer's gonna haze. Uh at Beave? What the f- at the Beave. Oh my god, this is getting worse by the minute. At the Beave, we love hazy IPAs. So we decided to introduce a year-round hazy style full of juicy awesomeness. Hazer's gonna haze. We'll be rotating hop will be a rotating hop series and we'll showcase new hop combinations throughout the year. Same label, different hop profiles. We love craft beer. And making uh, we love craft beer and making new styles. Is what it's all about. We are fans of hazy IPAs, and we hope Hazer's gonna haze will make you fans too. Cheers, Tom. You know what, Tom? Fuck you, Tom. <laughs> You're my right. first friend on fucking MySpace, and then you fucking <laughs> sold us out to fucking Fox News Company, and we are where we are today with fucking Facebook. Thank you, Tom. I miss Tom. We got Mike fucking Whiteface Zuckerberg. To deal with now, we got Mark Reptilian Zuckerberg. That motherfucker. <laughs> Mark doesn't blink correctly. Zuckerberg. Mark takes awkward drinks of water. Zuckerberg. Oh God. <laughs> that like, video is disturbing. Like this is how humans drink water, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking chewing water. Who the fuck chews water? <laughs> Thanks, Tom. That's what we got here. All right, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, we actually have a head here. Mm-hmm. This is a nice frothy head. Like, the froth is just fucking insane. Rocky this is like a, fuck, too. Absolutely. It looks like a fucking latte head. Yes, it does. Yeah, this thing is fucking big, foamy, rocky. Um, this looks like something I'm 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 gonna enjoy. The the beer itself is looking hazy. It's got the right color. It's got everything that I would expect from a hazy beer. And of course, of course, Belching Beaver's got to hop and hop it, uh, hop it, pop, hop, hop, hop. <laughs> hip hop, 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 Of course they have to. <laughs> no, of course they have to hop onto this fucking haze craze. You know, like if you're a brewing company out there and you're not fucking capitalizing on this style, what the fuck are you doing? Um, I am particularly excited that they're going to be doing a rotating hops um, uh, variety on this. That's unique. But I would also like to know what the fuck hops I'm enjoying. Right. Like, just tell me because. I enjoyed this variation of hops. Right. As opposed to that variation of hops. Yeah, no shit. Like, I just, I mean, fucking just call it out on the goddamn label. You got so many other fucking brewing companies been doing that shit for so long. So if you're going to have a rotating hop series, wouldn't you want to showcase that? Yep. I don't know. Um, That's a bit strange to me. They don't really disclose what's going on in this. Little suspect. Yeah, but um, it's a (laughs) hazy and it's from Belching Beaver. I don't know how they could do any wrong with this style. Let's see if they redeem themselves. Let's see. All right, brother. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. All I simply had to do was bring it up to my fucking face, and I could already just fucking smell it. I can just smell that big, juicy, fucking beautiful hot profile exploding out of this fucking mug. Mm. The palate is following very well. Um, it's not one of the bigger hazies that we've had. No. Um, in terms of ABV, in terms of flavor, but they do a fucking hell of a fucking job. Uh, God damn it, Belching Beaver. I want to give them credit for stepping into this realm here yeah. of hazy IPAs. Uh, they did a hell of a job with the color, with the head, with the flavor, but it's not outstanding. It's not anything different than we haven't seen before, and it's fitting to their fucking can. They're just another brick on the fucking wall of oh, hazy shit. IPAs. <laughs> God damn. Okay. God damn it. I'm ah, I'm a little disappointed. Okay. It's not anything spectacular. Nothing. They've done nothing different here. They've given you a hazy IPA. Okay. Great. It's good. It's a good hazy IPA. For sure. There, there's actually been plenty of other brewers that have had rotating, uh, rotating hops uh, series. And um, I mean, well, they fucking call it on the label. Yeah. If if I'm going blindly into this, I'm just gonna call that Mosaic and Simcoe here. Citra. Um, I I don't know about the Citra. I can definitely call that Mosaic and Simcoe because it's giving it like a very fucking like a earthy, uh, central core to the hop profile. The juiciness as well is is very um. Uh, indicative of the Simcoe because Simcoe is able to bring out this fucking beautiful bouquet of sweet, juicy flavors. And um, yeah, if I had to fucking guess, 
those would be my guesses for the hot profile. Okay. I wish I didn't have to. I wish I could <laughs> confirm. You know, I would I would gladly fucking restrict my fucking sight, line of sight from them calling it out and see how stupid and full of shit I am. But hey, I guess there's um I guess I'll have to find out later. But it is juicy. It is hazy. It's it's bright and beautiful and fucking just I, I, it, it really does fucking it does give me the sense that you just fucking squeezed the hops of all of its essence and um just a, a fucking very enjoyable fucking ipa I, I i love this um and and i'm with you on the fact that they could have done something that would make them distinct in the category definitely and they've they've very much so fallen into what you'd expect from a general hazy right so um nothing outstanding but nothing very very well nothing spectacular it's done very well uh it has it had a nice rocky head the color is fucking amazing the taste is right on fucking point what you expect of a juicy hazy ipa uh they say so on their fucking can that this will make fan, uh people fans of the juicy hazy style and it will because it's mm-hmm. nice. It's mm-hmm. a nice introductory right. beer to that style. Yes. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that. Um, man, I am I'm not as, as much of an expert as you. I'm not going to be calling out fucking hops here, but they're good. They're nice. They're earthy. They're they're a little on the sweeter side, like you were saying. Uh, it's good. I like it. There's um there's a wonderful sweetness that's imparted in this. And I, I would actually say that there's a little bit more honey in this one than there was <laughs> in the fucking miso honey, uh, honey ale. Yeah. Um, the 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 sweetness of the hop is doing wonders to balance out the bitterness of the same deal. Um, you know, IPAs have come a long way from their fucking, you know, from their from their inception, from their, um, you know tree sap fucking bitter west coast heavy resinous style and this is a wonderful fucking showcasing of it uh i i don't know i don't know if they're like doing uh if this is like um how can i say this if this is fucking um reverse psychology i don't know if they're fucking going for an angle like everybody else is doing hazies and they're trying to do like crazy out of this world variations of it okay and we want to bring it back to base as an introductory style like if if i'm gonna get into hazies where would i go because everybody else is doing crazy variations of it right now right i see that so this is a wonderful baseline for the haze and i think that if you're not familiar with the style i think this is a great place to start so if that's what they're going for um you know big ups to to belching beaver so it's a it's a wonderful fucking baseline haze it definitely is what are you rating this? Hazer's gonna haze. I'm gonna give him something a little close to the ABV. I'm gonna give him 6.5 in the hazy IPA category. Okay. At 6.6 ABV, this could have been bigger in terms of ABV, in terms of flavor. Um, you could have told me what I was fucking enjoying, what flavor profile, what hop flavor profile I was enjoying. I would have cared to have known that. Um just just a, a good standalone hazy. <clears throat> I'm gonna give them a seven. 
It is a good introductory hazy IPA. Uh, this will get people on the haze craze, like they're stating here. Uh, so it's respectable. They the ABV is respectable. The color is fucking beautiful. The head was fucking nice. So it's a well deserved seven for me. Nice. Um, it's it's smooth. It's drinkable. Um, it has a little bit of like a uh of like a cream creaminess to it yes it does uh, i i would say it's probably like um a hint at the grain that's used here being oats uh that's just a fucking shot in the dark but they did a fucking hell of a job doing that like creamy flavor profile with that juiciness it's a it, it's got a really nice burst of flavor uh i i think that fucking most hazies in there in the inception of the style would be looking to be this Right yes, here. definitely. Great, great hazy, but nothing spectacular. Nothing fucking experimental. Uh, nothing that would completely set aside Belching Beaver in the hazy category. Just a fucking good haze. 6.5 for me, 7, 7 for, for you. Me. That's respectable. Alrighty, we're going to open up to our topics. Our first topic of today's episode. Well, as of late, I have absolutely just kind of been very absorbed into uh clay shooting it's it's a new hobby Mm -hmm. that i never saw myself enjoying and i mean i just i i I just thought this was like for fucking rich white folk that had the fucking backyard to be able to do it right but it definitely does seem like a white sport (laughs) yeah yeah you're gonna get your benelli out and you're gonna fucking uh, (laughs) go to that that beautiful fucking uh, beautifully maintained green fucking backyard and uh, get your $300 trap shooter <laughs> and your fucking uh, $2,000 fucking uh, gun. Right. And and just fucking just let off some gunpowder hmm? because fucking because what's a pastime? Yeah. Well, a fucking- yeah. What's more American than going out into your backyard that you stole from Indians <laughs> and shoot clay uh what pigeons yeah clay pigeons made in china with your italian <laughs> gun <laughs> while the fucking mexican is fucking keeping up the landscaping right yeah it no. <laughs> <laughs> seemed like an, a, a fucking that that's a fucking um uh what's the word that they use like it's it's kind of like a fucking uh, uh you know has negative connotation it's an elitist sport ah it is an elitist sport so i mean if you want to call me elitist well fucking by god damn i'm elitist i guess all of a fucking sudden well it's kind of fun to fucking shoot shit yes it is <laughs> i mean i i don't know what to tell you it it's it's a whole fucking heck of a lot of fun if you haven't tried to get out there if you like the outdoors yeah, if you like the smell of gunpowder, yeah, maybe maybe you don't know what that smells like. You just got to go find out for yourself. <laughs> it's a whole fucking heck of a lot of fun. And I've been kind of very absorbed into this as of late. It's quickly become one of my favorite pastimes. And um, it's it's an expensive hobby. It, it very much is. And uh, specifically in these times, if you don't know where to get your hands-on ammunition, then it, it's a little tough to get into this as well. But um, nonetheless... It it has definitely exposed me to a I guess a subsect 
of people that I had never had exposure to. And it strangely brought me together with people that shared similar ideas with me. And I never expected that. Okay. Out of a out of a hobby. Isn't that what hobbies do? Yes. They put you in bubbles of people who like doing stuff you do? Yes. Yeah. But hardly ever is it political. Oh. And I guess I should have seen it coming okay. because it's guns. Right. Which is widely politicized. Yes. Widely, widely politicized. I just didn't see it coming. So a lot of times that I've gone, it's been during the week and it's just fucking empty. I'll be out there by myself. And I'm 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 having a great time nonetheless. But um I today decided to go on a Sunday. And uh everybody was fucking keeping it holy, uh shooting out fucking some fucking beautiful fucking gunpowder, an array of gunpowder, just uh as uh, guns as far as the fucking eyes can see. I just so happen to be sandwiched between a guy wearing a fucking tr- a shirt, a Trump shirt. There's a fucking a shirt with with Trump and it's a, and he's in a fucking Captain America costume and it <laughs> and it says Captain Make America Great Again and then I and then the guy on on the other side is wearing some fucking shirt that has the Confederate flag on it and it says something about fucking guns and United States of America or fucking USA or America or whatever the fuck sure apostrophe America whatever the fuck. And, uh, you know, I, I fucking sat between these fucking white people and expected to be fucking, uh, expected to be shot. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's that, but, um, I expected to be marginalized. I expected to be treated a certain way because I'm fucking Brown because I'm oh, fucking yeah, Latino. You're a victim. And everybody tells you that you're a victim <laughs> right. of these white fucking supremacists. Yeah. So you expect as much when you run into people wearing a Trump t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I took the initiative and I just, uh, hey, Trump shirt guy, nice shirt. Already on his good side. <laughs> yeah, dude. But uh, I'm just going to preface this. There, uh, There's nothing within me that, that can um, by any means tell you that I am a Trump supporter. There's nothing in me that can tell you that I'm Republican. There's nothing in me that can tell you that I strictly fucking adhere to any of, or any political party specifically in the fucking two party system that has been superimposed on us that we are led to believe that it's no, I don't don't see that from you. I, what I saw from you, you told this incident to me prior to recording. It was more of a, you trying to make a good impression on these people kind of like hey i'm one of the good ones the guys nice t-shirt bro because as far as i know you're not a trump supporter and you're not a fan of like the comic book thing so no, no neither no you know that whole like thing for stunted 30 year olds um the comic books marvel yes <laughs> wait what about dc comics same got, thing. You ain't got okay. Same I was thing. gonna say stunted thirty year old. I was gonna say, oh, yeah. all of a sudden DC Comics is Yeah, no, no, all the fucking kids are really watching a fucking noir fucking movie about Batman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what the kids like. Um so it seemed more like you were trying to be the I'm one of the good ones, guys. It's a it's a lot less of that and a lot more of shock value. 
I have always been a creature of shock value. If there is a joke to be made, if there is an out, uh, outlandish statement to be made that is going to um, reap and harvest um, unreasonable overreactions from people, you will find me there. There is a fucking cross-section of any, any, any fucking topic of, disc- uh, of, of any viable discourse okay. that is going to create sensationalism. It's going to create fucking controversy. And you will find me at that dead center because I enjoy I mean, people being unreasonable. I, I'm, I don't know. I, I see your point. I'm kind of pro-Trump around staunch anti-Trump people. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm anti-Trump around staunch pro-Trump people. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's funny. Because they're both idiots. Yes. And 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 I've I've had this type a similar type of conversation about any polarizing topic because I completely and thoroughly enjoy sitting back and dismantling and- their fucking arguments because they're fucking idiots and they don't know where the fuck they 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 don't think for them fucking selves anymore. It's just Correct. These are the fucking points. This is what I'm going to regurgitate to you in our argument. And then you're going to fucking dismount to them and I'm going to get angry. Uh, there's a blue team and a fucking red team. Right. Immediately, you've already fucking set yourself up <laughs> for fucking criticism and fucking um, uh, dismantling of, of your beliefs. Uh, you, you've, you've dug your heels into a side. Dude, there's this great video of this like fucking... I don't know, some fucking like professional sport. I think it's MLB. I don't know where the okay. fuck it is exactly, but uh, it's a shot of the crowd, right? And at one point, it, they're not even rooting for their fucking team anymore. Okay. Right? It, the crowd's cheering. Everyone's trying to do the wave. And then these people miss the fucking wave or some bullshit. So this side of the stadium starts booing this side of the stadium. Like, boo, you guys fucking suck. And it turns into bright side sucks. Left side sucks. Fuck the right side. Fuck the left side. And they're booing each other back and forth, throwing shit at each other because they're on the right side of the stadium or on the <laughs> left side of the stadium. It's like, dude, that encapsulates everything that's fucking going on with this fucking society right now. It's just like, oh, yeah, I've chosen a fucking side and I'm fucking I'm here to the fucking end. I, I think that's a very beautiful um simplistic representation of a lot of um two-sided arguments yes that are 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 just imposed on us like just out of out of fucking randomness you have been placed there you didn't fucking choose your position there you just were fucking given that position yeah but hey i'm here now I'm here. so i guess i better I'm fucking, on the right side of I, the yeah, fucking field <laughs> i guess i better fucking argue on this side um so i said nice shirt because I, i'm i'm i love it i love it because i know that that's gonna generate a fucking overreaction from anybody that disagrees with that okay and and that's what i'm all about that shit is fucking yummy to me i eat that shit up that is nutritional value. That's on the fucking peak of my food pyramid. Of course, but saying nice shirt to guy wearing a Trump shirt is not necessarily polarizing. Well, the the words that fucking left his mouth immediately after me complimenting was, "Thank you." It makes the liberals go re. I like this guy already. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's 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 trollish behavior. Yeah. <laughs> and 
And if you and if I'm a fucking troll, then I guess I'm a fucking troll. I just fucking thoroughly enjoy. I find it very yummy when people are so fucking unreasonable over something that they've dug their heels into. And and this was one fucking example of it. The guy on the other side with the Confederate flag and guns in America on his shirt. Seems everybody is, was on the same side there. Is, yeah, it seems so. <laughs> but I I I just found myself during a ceasefire. <clears throat> I found myself just fucking discussing ideas okay. with them. And it just so what happened. What do you think about brown people? <laughs> I should have brought that up. But I was severely outnumbered, so I, I you know, wisely <laughs> did not. But I, I was, I, it, it just turned into a, uh, uh, an exchange of ideas. And there was these um, figures in the public eye that were brought up, um, like Ben Shapiro, he was brought up, and uh, Candace Owens was brought up. Okay. And and I'm not too exposed on a lot of her work. Yeah. But um, I I love I love Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro's the shit. That guy's the fucking man. He's a G. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking. He's a surgeon when it comes to debate. He and his fucking and 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 his armament in rhetorical debates are fucking unstoppable and and he's i I admire him for that he's well informed very articulate and knows what position you're gonna take before you take it yeah Uh, one of the one of the most uh one of the most enjoyable things about the way that he debates is he will see where you're coming from and he will make you choose absolutes or no absolutes which one do you want to go because he's completely prepared to take whichever side you're, well, not whichever side, but if you want to talk about absolutes, he's prepared for that. Yep. And if you want to move away from absolutes, he's prepared for that. And it's just, which way do you want to fucking sway this discussion? Because he is going to be able to dominate. And he does so time and time again. He has been fucking proven. He's been on fucking um, uh, national fucking syndicated, broadcasted fucking uh, news outlets. And and he's been featured as a fucking special guest for fucking many debates, and he just does a fucking really good job. His machine gun rhetoric plows over his uh his his opponents in debates, and uh, the way that he fucking formulates his ideas and walks you through them, and then makes you join him in that path and journey, only to drop fucking knowledge on you at the end that makes you question your position is 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 just admirable he dismantles everyone's fucking logic or uh i don't want to call it logic let's call it appearance of logic okay he's great at dismantling your fucking train of thought it's like okay this is what you think well then let's take this let's take this to an absolute yeah let's let's run with it let's run with it right let's take your logic and fucking follow it through to conclusion and here's what happens when you we do what you say Oh no! It's unreasonable. Yeah. What do you What do you know? It's completely <laughs> an unreasonable stance. So, I found myself in this exchange of ideas with 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 uh, with with white folk, with uh, people that uh, I would have never never um, thought or dreamed of ever having just a civilized discourse and discussion about uh, ideas. And it was, it was strange. It was strange. 
and and I, I looked over um Asaphasius had joined me at that gun range and I looked over at Asaphasius and I told him do you think do you think that these white people are kind of freaked out that brown people are agreeing with them and I think I think that question um it, it bears repeating because I would say that today I experience something that I would say immutably highlights the fact that I am I, I'm not gonna my, my discourse or my dialogue or my beliefs or my thoughts are not gonna be simply fucking restricted because of the fucking uh color of my skin. It's gonna be probably a little bit more about my class. And I found myself discussing ideas with folks that um, in, in, in any other fucking uh, setting, I guess, would outwardly be viewed as um, uh, polarized. And it wasn't that. And it just so happened to be not that because I just so happened to be talking with fellow blue-collar uh, working class citizens. It had nothing to do with race. It had nothing to do with the color of my skin. And 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 quite frankly, I've never really fucking poised myself on an argument based on those things either. I, I, I run away from those things as much as possible because I think they're fucking bullshit. And to, today really did kind of, it, it was a, a, a badge <clears throat> to wear on that side of that argument for me. Yeah. I'm going to say quite frankly, you're not really brown. Okay. Um, You're kind of on the light skin side. Of no. the Latino community. Okay, yeah, I am. As am I. <laughs> yeah. And being part of this portion of the Latino community, we don't really experience that much racism as the brown-skinned folk do. Okay, okay. That's um, fair. I think it's a completely different experience because even amongst the Latino community, there is racism, right? There's, like, there's... Well, I don't want to call it racism. Uh, there's discrimination. Okay. Based on the color of your skin. You know, if you're... Oh, yeah. Like, even between Latinos. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, it's just like, man, that was fucking Prieto. Exactly. Like, damn, that's a fucking dark motherfucker over there. And he gets shit. <laughs> for his entire life, for the entirety of his life, he's known as Prieto. <laughs> you know? In the Asian community, they're, the fucking darker Asians are fucking peasants. They're fucking farm workers. They're the people that are fucking <laughs> below everyone else. No shit. So... I I don't know. I think it's hard to relate to people because we don't have the same experiences. It's easier to relate to people who share our experiences once you've reached a certain class. Because unfortunately, people of our race are not middle class. Right. You know? All, all, all I could think of, though, was... It, it it like dude the fact that they weren't really like running to the drawing board you know like we gotta we gotta be doing something fucking wrong we got brown people fight i'm gonna go on the brown people thing okay because I'm, I'm i'm very clearly not fucking white, white. yeah I'm very clearly not yeah and and you're you're right there there's that that whole fucking advantage i'm a pink motherfucker i'm latino for sure a hundred percent but I'm that like fucking Spaniard fucking Latino 
like these fucking like Spaniard blue eyed fucking uh, blonde haired motherfuckers. I don't got blue eyes, blonde hair. I got that fucking light skin. Yeah, I got that pink skin, bro. I, I got that pink skin. <laughs> That's just kind of fucking whack, dude. But hey, most if, importantly, what color is your dick head? Uh, it's like a like a purplish pink. Is that most important? Yes. <laughs> Why is that most important? Want to know what the color of your dickhead is? <laughs> I like how you snuck that in. You could have just asked me like any other time. You well, no, to... that it kind of <laughs> distinguishes you from the Latino community a little bit. There's not a lot of pink heads out there. <laughs> it's like a pinkish purplish, somewhere in between. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Mine's pink in case you were wondering. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay good good to know yeah go on about <laughs> racism good to know um <laughs> but yeah it just like kind of makes me think into like it kind of makes me think about <laughs> it makes me think about like dude why doesn't this like completely drive them back like just like why are they not mouth agape uh why are they not fucking going back to the drawing board and saying Yo, we got some fucking Latinos uh, fucking agreeing with us. We got to get back to the fucking square one. Because there's obviously, like, the, the, the rhetoric that's been surrounding this kind of racial divide mm -hmm. would make you think that. Well, I mean, if you're watching fucking global media, CNN, Fox News shit, then there's clearly a divide between us and them, right? There's a difference based, in based like, on your race. Anybody with the fucking Trump shirt is a racist, and there's they're against all black, brown, and Latino right, people. Right, right. You know that's what you're expecting right. when you run into some what the fucking Trump shirt. It's just like maybe not. Maybe they actually want America to be great again. You know, maybe it's not about race. It's just about fucking securing our fucking borders. Maybe it's not about fucking enslaving fucking or encaging uh, fucking children. It's about fucking stopping bombs from coming in stopping narcotics from coming into the fucking country stop stopping illegal firearms from coming into their country right right um i, I it'd be very controversial of me to say it but i do have a very unpopular fucking stance as a fucking latino mm -hmm. to immigration okay i mean my fuck my dude like my mother legitimately fucking made the trek over the fucking border over here illegally as did mine i hope i hope i'm not fucking putting her on blast and the fucking <laughs> ice ice comes knocking on the fucking door but um i, I i'm first generation and i come from fucking immigrants i come from immigrants and yet i have a very unpopular stance on that somehow some way I have been, um, I guess, influenced or molded into this fucking stance that I fucking, that, 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 that I hold today. Yeah, dude, your and, mom came over here illegally. You should be for free borders. Right. Open borders. Right. Okay. And, and it just seems like, okay. All right. When we, when we, uh, when we frame this in the context of there are borders, that's inarguable. There are fucking countries that have governments that govern them when it's framed that way. It just seems like a fucking logical argument to me. Now, 
would I say that there should be borders? Would I say would I say that there should be fucking um multiple entities governing different portions of the land on this fucking earth that we all fucking live on? I would fucking completely disagree on it. But hey, fucking status quo. So let's argue in status quo. Let's not fucking make long reaching fucking idealistic fucking arguments and statements because what the fuck are we accomplishing then let's argue within the fucking frame right and and then again that's my standpoint but the way that things are fucking set up right now i i would say hey probably <laughs> maybe fucking just letting people cycle in and out of your fucking country uh with no fucking uh you know with no real um uh, you know stance on the, the 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 rules and the things that govern that country i think it's kind of fucking stupid like you're fucking defeating the whole fucking purpose of it yeah it's it you're you're fucking bringing you're bringing uncertainty into something that i think i i think legitimately just wants to bring some kind of fucking order i think ultimately all the fucking things that govern us um there, there's plenty of things that fucking intrude of course there's plenty of things that i disagree with but if we're fucking working within the fucking the things that are laid out then it just doesn't make sense to have fucking free bodies uh you know put it into the fucking put put it into the um i i guess analogy of uh fucking your human body your 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 immune system you have fucking foreign objects entering you're gonna attack it because you don't know if they pose a threat or not because um they don't fucking follow the rules that are you know that 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 your body's prepared to <laughs> and it's a terrible analogy i can already fucking tell i'm gonna drop it right away but i i just i i just don't think that hey if you have the fucking you know the 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 the, the rules the regulations the fucking laws then i mean what the fuck is the point if it's not effective and uh it's super fucking unpopular opinion time for me in my position as a first generation fucking latino in the united states to be saying that because i should be fucking talking i should be talking about <clears throat> dreamers i should be talking about fucking um you know fucking tear down the borders i should be talking about all this other shit that uh other people would say i should be about but i'm not and uh i think i think it has a, i think that shines a light to uh this this argument of class versus race that we've uh very much explored here in the podcast uh i'm gonna see i'm kind of on your boat here too and i think this energy from people who are talking about open borders is energy mal spent because the purpose of coming to this country and what's making this so fucking this country so fucking great is the ability to come and grow within this country and make this country stronger. Uh, something like open borders makes it weaker. There, There's no point of coming to a country and dismantling it. From the inside out. 
um, energy Mel spent or misdirected, the energy should be put into freeing Mexico from its current fucking governing system. Uh, if you want to talk about fucking helping your people out, then fucking get them out of that fucking shithole fucking government that's enslaving all their fucking people. That's allowing fucking capitalist fucking systems to take over and pay them pennies on the fucking dollar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you know not fucking, oh, fucking let them come in as much as they fucking want and dismantle our fucking system. It's stupid. Th- there's plenty to be said about um about our fucking oligarchy there's plenty to be said about our fucking capitalist regime taking over and and fucking um extending its fucking tentacles to our to the third world yeah or to the fucking second world but it doesn't fucking happen unless that other country allows it to happen so why don't we fucking focus on that why don't we focus on these fucking uh, on these greedy fucking corrupt politicians that are set up in other countries that are willing to fucking sell out their fucking population at uh, their constituents to fucking what to to uh, get a, a few more fucking american u.s dollars in their pocket to you know to line to get a few more fucking resources yep on their side so uh i i feel like i feel like there's been uh this general disdain for the United States government when it comes to its overreaching fucking power to the second and third world. But there hasn't been enough said about second and third world political leaders being corrupt and allowing this to happen at the behest of their constituents. There's not enough said on that side. There isn't. There isn't. It's misdirected anger at, People like us who are born of immigrants, who are first generation in this country, uh, talking about enforcing borders, like misdirected anger. Again, you want you want to help your people, you want to help the immigrants, then fucking give them a reason to stay in their fucking country. No shit. (laughs) Hey, there you go. You know, you want to open up the border so they can come here and have a better life. Give them a better life in their fucking country. Right. Why can't you do that? Why can't you do that? Right? Because it's, oh, it's too corrupt. It's too, uh, it's too fucking dangerous. Whatever the fuck it is. Like, it's stupid. That's stupid. You're not going to fucking, I don't know. Um, What is it? Switzerland or Germany, wherever the fuck country it is, they were accepting fucking refugees from um, Syria. Yo, if fucking Germany was doing that, then, I mean, more power to them. Accepting refugees. <laughs> and all that fucking happened was they built fucking ghettos where the Germans or Swiss, I don't remember which exactly, were being raped. Because the people from Syria didn't understand the laws of that fucking nation. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. It's stupid. You're putting everyone in danger. Not only the people of the country, but the people coming over from other countries, you're putting them in fucking danger because they don't understand the fucking laws here. And they're not willing to fucking understand the laws. Right. You know, they have, they have brown pride. Stupid. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. It's not about the fucking color of your skin. It's about, uh, what the fuck is it about? I don't even know anymore at this point. 
I mean, there's 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 fucking a wide array of cultural uh, uh, tradition and uh, fucking uh, like the way that you're brought up the cultural indoctrination. Yes. Uh, whether that's based on fucking your religion or not, um, th- that's that's you know fucking uh, that's spotty. Uh, sometimes it has something to do with that. The the whole like Syrian thing. I would say that religion has a big fucking thing, uh, a big role in that argument. Um, but like, you have to identify the fact that uh, you're you're bringing people from a different cultural background with different morality into your your own. And if you're gonna absorb that, you're gonna absorb not only the positive but the fucking negative of that cultural yes. upbringing as well. And um, Hey, if you if you start notice the fucking negative thing, then fuck. I mean, you just played yourself. You fucking played yourself because you were you were too busy trying to be fucking altruistic and and virtuous to like bring in some kind of um you know just a uh, 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 refined um system to 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 compensate for these differences you know you're not gonna fucking bring people from another fucking part of the world into your fucking part of the world and not expect some fucking uh issues to come abound right and uh i mean a good good you know good job good job you're fucking virtuous you're you're fucking progressive but hey guess what there's a fucking bounty of new problems that you've just inherited and if you're not willing to deal with that then hey maybe don't fucking try to overreach maybe don't try to be fucking uh so fucking uh overzealous on your virtue signaling yeah i don't know i just i hate the fact that when people have a conversation with you or I or anyone in our fucking boat and he's talking about border protection or whatever the fuck it is they think of you as Judas you're betraying your people like how dare you you're not gonna be white they're not gonna accept you into their fucking group whatever the fuck it is but the people really betraying your fucking people are it's fucking government and enslaving all of fucking latin america over fucking what couple hundred thousand dollars in their bank account look at your fucking government before you fucking criticize this one like get the fuck out of here dude honestly these same people fucking praise bill clinton and the clinton foundation all that shit they're the ones that fucking instituted nafta and their north america free trade association whatever the fuck it is hey no taxes if you're an American country importing shit from Mexico, what the fuck does that mean? Ouch. I mean, less American jobs because you can build your fucking company in Mexico and pay these people a fraction of what you would pay Americans. Great fucking job enslaving all of fucking Latin America this way. Yeah, and, and the focus isn't on the the leaders of these countries who are, um, I'm going to fucking take an excerpt out of uh, Immortal Techniques lyrics here. Um, there, there's no real focus or fucking magnifying glass on uh, 
the leaders of these countries who are cowards in the face of economic imperialism. There's none of that. All the blame goes to the U.S. Yep. The, 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 the party that is absolutely fucking and, and unabashedly and unashamedly willing to capitalize on exactly that. On exactly, you know, having the power to come in and put a fucking few dollars in the fucking pockets of your leaders so that they could fucking sell you away into modern day slavery yep but let's not be bad let's not let's not be mad at the fucking people that just fucking betrayed you let's fucking let's be mad at the aggressors there's an (laughs) argument to be made for sure there's an argument to be made for sure but let's not place the blame all on one side as well and and i think that's a very reasonable argument and reasonable arguments don't seem to be in style nowadays of course not yeah uh let's move on to the fucking third beer man let's do it all righty so for the third beer in the lineup i think that this is pretty goddamn apropos to our (laughs) to our topic we are going to be enjoying from belching beaver brewing company which is probably predominantly white owned (laughs) viva la beaver (laughs) this is a mexican chocolate peanut butter stout so if you follow Belching Beaver and you know what the fuck they do, and if you knew one thing that they do, it's going to be the peanut butter stout. Oh, absolutely. They really, I, I would say that they set the gold standard in peanut butter stouts. There's a few breweries out there that are, that I would say try to um, uh, imitate that flavor profile, and they always seem to fall short of it. We haven't necessarily featured that fucking um that peanut butter stout here just yet, but um I I'd like to have you know that it is part of one of the lineups that is just sitting in the reserves waiting to be featured. Uh, I thought that this would be a great opportunity to see something that's uh, experimental from Belching Beaver Brewing Company, and um again we haven't featured the peanut butter stout, but we're gonna get a variant of it here on this episode. The Viva La Beaver is coming in at a, let's see, we got an ABV here, 7.5 ABV, very respectable for a stout, and let's read a little bit off of the can here, it says, Viva La Beaver is loaded with notes of creamy peanut butter, cinnamon, and coffee. This decadent milk stout is the perfect dessert beer to finish off your meal and is our highest-rated beer, receiving numerous gold and silver medals. Sink your teeth into this liquid chocolate treat. A stout brewed with natural flavors added. Okay. Fuck it. This is their highest-rated beer? I had no idea. I really didn't know. I thought it was the peanut butter stout. I thought it was just a regular variant. Apparently, this fucking variation of that is 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 what's fucking putting their fucking face on the map so i'm very excited to see what belching beaver has to offer us with this variation of their peanut butter milk stout let's see what we got man (laughs) 
Alrighty, third beer in the lineup. We got that Viva La Beaver from Belching Beaver. The Mexican chocolate peanut butter stout. We got this poured out. And this is smelling very, very reminiscent of just a regular ass version of the peanut butter stout. Which isn't a regular ass stout anyway. Right, right, for yeah. sure. It's incredible. Fucking the 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 peanut butter is fucking spot on fuck yeah it is uh, i've had plenty of other peanut butter stouts that are trying to fucking do this shit and they fall short somehow there's like some that have like a little bit more of like a metallic taste somehow there's some that just come a little bit more strongly on like a chocolatey side and uh belching beaver has perfected the peanut butter milk stout and and that's what made me excited about trying this variation of it but I'm not getting anything too different on it on the nose. I'm getting a very fucking vibrant peanut butter. There's um there's a really sweet malty uh character that's expected of something this uh this dark and uh this heavy. It smells like a flat Mexican Coke. Oh shit. <laughs> you know what? I'm getting a touch of cinnamon on the nose. A little bit. Just a touch of it. There's a very, very faint hint of it um coffee chocolate there coffee is something that i would have really enjoyed for it to be featured a bit more a big bold roast to this would certainly take that peanut butter milk stout to another fucking level but it's not coming through as much they call it out on the label but i'm not getting a lot of that coffee roastiness on this on the nose at least on the nose so we've got here man let's do the damn thing man cheers cheers Oh shit. <laughs> Some more way, don't you? <laughs> and that and that reminds me of why I fucking love stouts. Ha. That reminds me of why I have always been a fucking proponent for dark beers. Just the amount of flavor that you get from this style of beer is absolutely fucking ridiculous there's just so much going on and so many flavors demanding your attention that it's it, it it's a wonderful thing to fucking be alive in a time like this for craft beer <laughs> this is definitely based on their peanut butter stout and that's evident in the fucking flavor that's coming through and then on top of that, you have chocolate. Oh, my God. And on top of that, you have cinnamon. Oh, my God. Like, holy shit. Okay. It all comes together on the exit for me. It all comes together on the fucking last residual uh, flavors, leaving the palate at the very, very end. Uh, what I'm getting on the end of this, the last flavors that stay on my tongue are... It's cafe de olla. Coffee, for sure. It's cafe de olla. That's fucking super awesome. Oh, my, I'm I'm pleasantly fucking surprised. Uh, on the nose, I didn't expect this. It, it it just seemed like, hey, we've perfected fucking peanut butter milk style, so let's just try to fucking you know ride the coattails of that. Right. And it's. It, there, there's that essence a very dominant essence of what they've done so well but there's a beautiful fucking cafe de olla flavor profile that is uh very well enveloped in here as well uh cinnamon 
and a dark roasted coffee uh a dark roasted coffee from a fucking from from a fucking a pot on the stove <laughs> it's not this keurig shit it's not a fucking mr coffee kind of fucking that's some flavor. nescafe with cinnamon yeah yeah too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's some instant coffee Nesca- yeah. Nescafe yeah <laughs> and cinnamon sticks in there that's gorgeous that is absolutely gorgeous if you are a fan of the peanut butter milk stout from Belching Beaver and you enjoy that that flavor profile of that Cafe de Oya this is fucking golden this is heavenly it's wonderful I, uh, personally i fucking love cafe de Oya. um being as as uh, my roots are in central america i had never been exposed to cafe de Oya up until a few years ago wow and uh when i had it i was just like fuck why the fuck haven't i been having coffee like this forever mm-hmm. why haven't i just fucking been tossing some cinnamon sticks into my coffee forever it's just it accentuates that fucking beautiful big bold flavor that coffee uh, just um you know it, it, it's unique it's 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 of its own and um the cafe de olla is just dominant in in this beer uh it, it seems to do so a little bit towards the back end and I'm not mad at that I would love for it to be just fucking from the beginning to the end but it just kind of hangs around on the back of it for me. <clears throat> I'm really happy with this variant. This is fucking awesome. Very good variant. I'm not a big fan of the Café de Oya. Uh, it adds a really weird sweetness to it for my liking. Okay. But it is what it is. It's cinnamon and coffee. Uh, I know a lot of people that are fans of it. Growing up in a Mexican household, it's fucking Café de Oya or some other fucking bullshit drink. Uh, with your fucking pan dulce. So I'm very familiar with it, and this is coming through very clearly on this fucking beer. Uh, like you're saying, it's right at the back end for sure. Uh, it's roasty, it's cinnamony, and it's sweet. That delicate sweetness that is extracted from these cinnamon sticks that you don't really expect from cinnamon. Um, it's a little chocolatey. A lot of peanut butter here. A lot of that staple fucking peanut butter stout from Belgian Beaver that we've all known and love. This is great. This is a great fucking variant. Viva la Beaver. I respect their foresight too in knowing a winning recipe and not wanting to like really change that too much to where you're going to run away from something that's so successful. Uh, I think that if they would have done this flavor profile across from the beginning to the back end of the palate, it definitely would have changed that perception of their base beer. Yeah. And they just, they decided not to do that. They said, you know what? This is what fucking gets the people through the door. And then here's a touch of something else. Right. So I think that they've done a great job at balancing the flavor profile here um, they didn't do too much of it. They didn't overdo it. They delicate they, they delicately feathered in that cinnamon and that Mexican chocolate, and um, um, fucking big big ups to Belgian Beaver for what they've done with this. 
I'm still going to say that I'm getting a little bit of a cola taste to it. That's weird. Isn't okay. it? Yeah, that's strange. Like a cola, maybe like a Mr. Pib type. Not Dr. Pepper precisely, but Mr. Pib. <clears throat> Just because of the color of it and the sweetness of it. And I, I'm convinced now that these co- this like Mr. Pib shit has cinnamon in it. <laughs> um, Probably more than likely because Mr. Pib is um, supposed to be... Uh, I guess like modeled after Dr. Pepper. Right. Which is like 27 flavors or right. some bullshit like that. Yeah, yeah. And it has to be part of that. I'm convinced it is now because the. God damn it. If I didn't know I was drinking a beer, I would say I'm drinking a flat Mr. Pib <laughs> okay. with coffee. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is. Maybe it's just my fucked up taste buds. I don't know that peanut butter is the flavor profile for Dr. Maybe Pepper. Maybe peanut. Maybe know. who fucking knows? <laughs> who fucking knows all twenty-seven flavors? They don't disclose that information. But again, the fucking the the base beer is coming through. The fucking Mexican hot chocolate. The fucking coffee notes are coming through very well. I'm very happy with this fucking variant. It could be a little bit more carbonated. It feels like all the carbonation left with the pour. Yeah, the the head wasn't really um. Uh, it wasn't really around too long. Right. It poured beautifully and frothy and rocky and then just dissipated to nothingness. Yes. Very quickly, which is uncharacteristic of a stout and, and especially uncharacteristic of a stout that comes in at an ABV of 7.52. You f- usually find something a little bit more foamy and frothy and rocky. And um, this isn't doing that. So that's a little bit strange. It's strange to like have no head whatsoever on a stout like this uh, with as much flavor that's packed in. Right. But hey, fucking uh, Belgian Beaver, you've done a hell of a fucking job. Yeah, it's definitely strange, but it's letting all the flavors come through. I feel like if it was carbonated, we wouldn't get as much as the peanut butter or as much as the cinnamon. Uh, It's allowing those flavors to just sit on your palate and then come through afterwards. I want to share this with you right now. I hope it's not a big disappointment. You're but, gay. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to save the Viva La Beaver um, and the one that's going to follow it for an episode where we're just going to feature all peanut butter milk style oh, right, from right. Belching Beaver. So I had the idea to do that, yeah. but I also felt like that would be a bit heavy. Too but, heavy. Too much yeah, peanut butter for Too much episode. peanut butter. Exactly. Yeah. Too much. I have uh, I have a fucking lineup of all peanut butter stouts sitting out there. That's been that's just been sitting there for at least three months because I've hesitated on bringing that much peanut butter into an episode. Yeah, I love myself some like crunchy peanut butter, but then there's the over exaggeration. And I've mentioned this on here before. Was middle school? We'd get our little lunch break and then a little snack in between there somewhere. So we'd line up for all this fucking snack, and they'd give us these like cracker peanut butter i fucking sandwich love shit. those yeah i would give you mine because i fucking hated it <laughs> i fucking like, love I those first time i bit it, i was like this is too much peanut butter <laughs> like, you don't like it i was like no here have it and then anytime after that it was just like okay we get this here asshole yeah it was the shit it was mm. like kind of like a graham cracker right um just with with jelly and peanut with like butter. a sliver of jelly and then like <laughs> an inch of peanut butter on it God damn, I need to fucking know who sells these too, because I haven't had that shit in fucking 15 <laughs> years. 
what is it 15 16 years just about yeah i haven't had that shit in too long i love those things uh no <laughs> uh, they've done a hell of a fucking job featuring every goddamn flavor that they intended to here um you got a rating for this i'm gonna give this an 8.5 okay fuck i didn't expect that high actually yeah um it's great i'm a big fan of their peanut butter stout i i feel like they've really showcased the peanut butter stout here and then on top of that, they added way more flavors, which is the cinnamon, which is the chocolate, which is the coffee, which is great in any fucking stout. Coffee and chocolate, beautiful fucking combination. Um, so this is going to be an 8.5 for me. The ABV could be a lot higher for my taste, but this is great overall. They're giving you exactly what they fucking promised. Uh, my rating for the Viva La Beaver is going to be an 8.5 as well. Um, I, I think that it, it could go a lot higher on the rating for this. The The flavors featured here are just decadent. Yeah. This is absolutely a dessert stout. And uh, I don't know exactly where I would place this in a meal. Maybe something super savory. Maybe something like some pork. Some barbecue pork or something like that. Okay. Um, But the the fucking flavor is just insane in this yeah they've really fucking gone above the abv with the flavor i think that was really their intention and um that that cafe de olla shit is just really putting a nice twist on a winning recipe for belching beaver yeah they really know how to capitalize on something that they do right and um they've added a touch of something that really makes this a bit more enjoyable for someone that's going to enjoy this kind of flavor profile I'd love to see this with more combination, car, combination, carbonation, and with a little bit more creaminess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, for a milk stout is not as creamy as they're promising. Uh, right, coming from their peanut butter stout, which was creamy and fucking delicious. It's not entirely that, so it would have rated higher if it would have been a lot more creamier and a lot more carbonated for me. I think this is going right in line with their peanut butter milk style in terms of body too. Um, the body is uh, somewhat of like a, um, a medium body uh, hinting towards um, a fuller body, but it doesn't quite get there. And when I mentioned the, the idea of having just a peanut butter milk style um, lineup yeah <laughs> part of that lineup was going to be the nitro version of the peanut butter milk style oh shit they do have a nitro version and i think that's the one that really fucking sells it because the nitro brings that creamy body that creamy texture to it it really makes the beer seem a lot more full-bodied than what it actually is if i'm not mistaken the the, the original recipe peanut butter milk style comes in between five to six percent somewhere around there and the the added nitro texture to it makes it seem like it's a lot bigger and i think it does a lot more for that flavor profile the texture allows you to fucking get a lot more of those notes and um and i think it would have been really cool to feature it like that but it definitely would have been a bit too much yes it would have been a I i probably be fucking sick of peanut butter yeah. at the end of it yeah what happened with fucking uh the fucking 12 days of christmas <laughs> we got sick of belgian yes we did yeah it was just way too many is belgian after belgian after belgian 
and it was wonderful. And then it was just like, fuck, I'm sick and tired of Belgium. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I didn't want to have that happen with the lineup for Belgian Beaver. So um, yeah, I just said, hey, fuck it. Let's just feature this among other things that they do. And um, yeah, dude, fucking 8.5 from me, 8.5 from you. Yep. A solid fucking milk stout, a beautiful showcasing of what uh, a stout can do in terms of flavor. Okay, <clears throat> let's move on to the next fucking beer. From Belching Beaver Brewery. Brewery? Brewery. Brewery. That's what we... Brewery. 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 This is nothing fucking like special to... Belching Beaver, I don't know why the fuck we decided to bring that pronunciation of fucking brewery out for the Belching Beaver episode, but uh, here we are. It's because I never finished the word. It's always just like, oh, from Stone, and that's it, and it's never like Stone Brewery. I just can't pronounce that word. I don't know what the fuck it is with that fucking word. Brewery. 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 <laughs> I think it's that a, one was it's correct. A weird, it's a weird word. I think it's that one was correct. Word. Brewery. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Okay. You got it. From Belching Beaver Brewery. That's still, it doesn't roll off the tongue nicely. It really doesn't. Barrel-aged Viva La Beaver. Fuck yeah. <laughs> this is the same fucking beer, barrel-aged. Yes, sir. The Mexican Chocolate Peanut Butter Imperial Milk Stout. Uh, Oh, no description, huh? There's oh, got to there's gotta be. There's got to be. 12.5%. Fuck yeah, we're calling for higher ABV on Oh, there this. is a description. I'm sorry. There you go. This wonderful variation of our regular Viva La Beaver was aged in Templeton rye whiskey barrels Ooh. for 14 months. Oh, my God. Immense chocolate and cinnamon. What do you have to say about Templeton? Sorry. Dude, that's like one of the fucking best rye whiskeys out there right now. Is there? Yeah, there's a beautiful fucking small batch from Templeton that is just like super dry and spicy. I've never had any Templeton. It's a wonderful fucking rye. Also, I'm not big on rye whiskeys. I fucking love them. I love them. Just love myself me some fucking, bourbon, some yeah. fucking Tennessee whiskey, you're, like, dude, some you'll, scotchy scotch scotch. You'll, you'll catch me anywhere between a bourbon and a fucking rye. And uh, Templeton does a fucking great job at bringing you a full-flavored, full-bodied rye with beautiful fucking grainy spiciness. I don't like the and spice. A, That's what it is. And and yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of spice to it. And then like a very fucking um like just a vacuum of dryness mm. on the back end of the fucking whiskey. Interesting. So I I really hope to see that shit played out here. Same. Uh, immense chocolate and cinnamon flavors. Integrate with integrate integrate integrated. No, there's no ed. Ingrate. You're an ingrate. <laughs> Chocolate and cinnamon flavors ingrate. Integrated. No, integrate. Integrate. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Cinnamon and chocolate flavors integrate with robust <laughs> coffee notes to create an amazingly decadent barrel aged stout for your enjoyment. Cheers, motherfuckers. Fucking A, dude. Let's get to this shit. I'm looking forward to this. Me too. God damn. 
Hey, there you go. Fucking lighter. <laughs> Fucking right. hell. This poured the same. It really did. It, it looks... It's still missing that head. It's there for a fucking second. I, I I don't know what it is about that peanut butter milk style. Yes. That <laughs> that's that's keeping this from having a head. Yes. But it, it, it did so with the Viva La Beaver and it's doing so again with the barrel aged version. Of Viva La Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently being drunk turns me into Sean Connery. Sean Connery. <laughs> fucking a dude no i don't know what the fuck's going on like i i uh i'm fucking drunk right now like let I, I i gotta stop talking like that okay i'm i'm pretty fucking drunk right now yeah <laughs> cheers <laughs> let's get right into it i guess fucking hold on let's get some smelling notes from smelling get- notes very decadent smelly notes oh my fucking goodness it smells like a barrel aged cola fuck yes dude (laughs) oh my goodness on the nose just a lot of wood and a lot of fucking spirit yes and it's that that definitive whiskey spirit it's not bourbon it's not fucking scotch it is a distinctive whiskey uh, 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 just kind of a brightness to it. It it springs on you, and it's bright and vibrant, and and just all whiskey. I fucking love it. I can absolutely tell that this has spent a considerable amount of time in a barrel. The wood character is beautiful in this too. It brings a beautiful layer of complexity to the flavor profile that we experienced with the Viva La Beaver. God damn, I, I I don't even know what to say. I have never encountered something barrel-aged from, from Belching Beaver. This is the first iteration of anything that I've seen Belch, uh, Belching Beaver do in a barrel-aged version. Right. And if they had to do anything in a barrel-aged version, it would have to be a variant of peanut butter style. Mm-hmm. goodness 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 the wood is imparting a beautiful vanilla a beautiful fucking sweet full-bodied vanilla flavor and and that's got to be all wood that that's making that happen here and it sits atop that that beautiful fucking peanut butter layer god i'm getting some like caramel notes some toffee notes from this the smell itself uh coffee for sure uh same notes as the last one just with more added a lot of wood a lot of toffee a lot of caramel here there's a very distinct sweetness coming from here the cinnamon is the cinnamon is coming through for me as well it's very very present and i wouldn't expect anything less from anything that included cinnamon right cinnamon is a very dominant flavor and 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 it seems to be uh, coming through on like the very very back end of the of the of the nose here 
there's just so many things happening here. There's peanut butter, there's wood, there's vanilla, there's cinnamon. I'm not getting that coffee roast yet, but just like the last iteration of this, I didn't get coffee on the nose, but certainly came through on the palate. I, I'm I'm fucking excited. Let's see what we got here. Yes, sir. Let's do the damn thing. Cheers. Cheers. Yum. God damn. Whoa. Oh my god. Holy shit. They managed to fucking bring all of those flavors and turn them up to 11 with this version everything that we experienced with the vivilla beaver is turned up to fucking 11 here that cinnamon is dominant it is fucking like uh, to me it is front and center here and i think that's what that style deserves really a lot of wood a lot of sweetness a lot of coffee uh it's very, very, very fucking sweet, which you what you would expect from a fucking barrel aged stout. Oh goodness! Uh, I'm not getting any of the dryness that you were uh, talking about with Temple or whatever the hell. Fucking, uh, the, yeah, the Templeton rye. Templeton, that's what it was. Um, I'm not getting any of the dryness, but there is a little bit of that spice of the fucking rye whiskey, which plays very well into the cinnamon yes, spiciness. God damn. Uh, wow no this is fucking incredible this is insane standalone in like the barrel aged stout category this is fucking top tier i again i couldn't think of any other beer that belching beaver could have put in a barrel and aged better than their peanut butter milk stout and i'm so glad that they've decided to do that with their variation of it with the viva la beaver uh, variant yes this is incredible this is honestly what deserves to be barrel aged uh it was good by itself and then what the fuck was i asking for earlier more abv more flavor more carb well they didn't really carbonate this more because it's barrel they aged. really didn't yeah the fucking um, head is dissipated again yeah. once again but way higher abv and yet not boozy no, not at all. Smooth, silky, velvety, creamy, chocolate. Fuck. Mexican chocolate. Cinnamon up the fucking Wahoo. Vanilla from the barrel. Fucking just like a that like that like the oak oak in a in in a barrel aged beer always brings a bit of a tartness to it to mm -hmm. me. Um, and, and it's a tartness that is very difficult to describe. It's an earthy tartness that tells you that there was wood involved. And and I, I'm having trouble really kind of <clears throat> um, describing that. But there's always this kind of like a, a very sharp tartness to an oak barrel-aged beer. That's here amongst a, 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 a beautiful layer of velvety, velvety, thick uh, molasses flavors. There's so much going on in this, and all of it plays well into each other. Everything fucking overlaps each other, and it just kind of combines into a beautiful fucking barrel-aged experience. 
This is something else. Yeah, dude, this is a little fucking ridiculous. It's uh, it's very fucking rich. Uh, it's very full bodied here. You, there's no mistaking that. Uh, the fucking barrel age just adds so much to this fucking beer. Uh, god damn it! Holy shit! You know what this is reminding me of? This is remind me of the fucking Bourbon County Cafe de Oya. Well, okay. It's reminding me of that with the with the fucking Belching Beaver peanut butter milk stout. Just kind of fucking mixed into it. I see that. I, I, I would say that you can achieve this flavor profile with getting yourself a bottle of that fucking... Uh, Cafe de Olla, um, Bourbon County, and a six-pack of the Belching Beaver uh, peanut butter milk stout. Nice. And just fucking mixing those together. <laughs> and then this is what you would have. It, it's wonderful. They've done exactly what I would expect out of a barrel-aged beer. They didn't fucking pull any punches. They increased the fucking flavor profile for everything that should be featured here. And it just all works so well together. I really, I really love the call out for that spicy fucking um, uh, uh, note that carries over from that Templeton rye over into the cinnamon. Those two flavor profiles work together so well, and these guys just know how to fucking make uh, uh they they know how to make a fucking barrel aged beer, and and that's so surprising to me. Uh, I didn't know that Belching Beaver ever dabbled in barrel aging. And fuck for them to fucking come out onto the scene with this, this is fucking nuts. God damn. It absolutely is. This is incredible to see from a brewing company that we followed for such a long time. And to figure out that holy shit, they're barrel aging their fucking their fucking staples, dude. Fucking peanut butter style is their fucking staple. Viva la fucking beaver is their fucking award-winning fucking beer and they're like you know what let's fucking age this let's some take it up a notch fucking uh rye fucking whiskey barrels let's do what nobody else is doing because everyone's doing fucking uh they're doing whiskey they're doing bourbon right they're doing scotch right who the fuck is doing rye whiskey for their aging um i i have um i'm having a tough time Recalling another craft beer brewing company, barrel aging beers with fucking rye whiskey. I don't fucking know. And especially for 14 months, too. I got to fucking tip my hat to them because a lot of these fucking craft beer companies out here barrel aging their fucking beers eight are, months. Are, are limp dicking it yep. for sure. They're fucking going eight months. They're going six months. It's like, dude, fuck it. If you're going to do it, if you're going to pop it in a fucking barrel and you're going to put that that barrel in a place where you're going to forget about it for a while, do it. You're going to fucking tell me that you're expecting these all of these beautiful notes to be imparted into your base beer after six months or eight months? Bullshit, motherfuckers. We got Belching Beaver out here giving you 14 months of a beautiful spirit combined into a award-winning uh, stout recipe. This is the way that you fucking barrel age. Yep. This is the way you do it. And they've done a hell of a fucking job. Um, I can also fucking take very, very uh, re respectable note of the fact that they've 
bumped up all of the flavors that you experience in the Viva La Beaver. The cinnamon is more prominent. Um, really, you take a sip of this shit, and then um, probably like 30 seconds later, you have cinnamon still accompanying you on your palate. There's a very, very heavy residual cinnamon that is... Um, I wouldn't say it's overpowering. It's just strong and prominent. Right. And it deserves to be featured with this if you're claiming it. This is this is nuts. Yes. Rating. I'm gonna give this a nine. I okay. wanna see this with more carbonation, like I said with the previous one. Uh but Fuck me. They fucking bumped up their ABB. They bumped up their fucking flavors. Goddamn. It's going to be a solid, solid nine for me. I want to give this a nine, but I'm going to have to bump it up to a 9.5. I don't think that I've ever experienced another style that has featured something like this with the barrel aging process. And has just completely outshined its base beer. Um, the base beer is wonderful. If we're talking about the peanut butter, um, if we're transitioning into the Viva La Beaver, it, it steps it up a whole fucking other notch by adding a, a couple more distinctive flavors. And then you fucking put it in a barrel for 14 months in fucking rye whiskey. And you've just got a fucking banger, dude. This thing will hold its own in any discussion on barrel-aged fucking stouts. No matter fucking what you're putting this up against, this is going to be distinct. It's going to be fucking one of a kind. It's going to be unique. The flavors are not going to remind you of anything else that you've fucking had. That's a little bit fucking... Uh, I, I talked about the Cafe de Oya from Bourbon County, but... I also said that you'd have to mix it with the peanut butter stout, right. which is something that Bourbon County hasn't done. It's just, it's just, it's just in its own fucking category. There's been many fucking imperial uh, stouts aged in bourbon barrels, and this holds its own little corner in that um, in 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 that um, style. This is one of its own. What's Nine, the rating? 9.5. 9.5. 5. 9. 9.5 for me, for sure. 9 for you? 9 for me. Fucking A, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no one man should have all that power. So let's run for president. Motherfucker. My fucking hero my idol the person i fucking model my life after is that right yes oh god damn he's fucking that explains a lot he's fucking kim kardashian what more should i fucking <laughs> idolize <laughs> explains the narcissism does it <laughs> yes i'm a motherfucking genius bro exactly lyrical motherfucking wordsmith <laughs> no i don't like fish sticks <laughs> dude if there was any ego that could topple trump's it would have to be the one the only kanye west 
I can't think of another fucking human being alive that has a larger ego. I mean, there's a lot. Uh, I mean, I- I'm willing to fucking, like, hear some other presidential candidates. Dude, anybody run- running for the presidency has a fucking ego. What the fuck? Yeah, they have an ego. But I'm talking about the magnitude. The magnitude. The sheer magnitude. The sheer magnitude to fucking think you're going to fucking run the fucking world. Get the um, fuck I mean, America. out of here. Well, uh, yeah, the world. Man. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's Debatably fair. the world. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. Okay. <laughs> to be the leader argument. of the free world. Let's, yeah, let's there you go. put it in that, those terms. The fucking <laughs> ego. The fucking balls you have to have to be like, I'm the one. <laughs> I deserve that. You know, eh, it falls in line with all these fucking presidential candidates. They, they, they'll pretend to be humble. They'll pretend to be part of the people. They're full of shit. They're fucking spoon fed. They're with fucking spoon fed with the fucking silver spoon their entire fucking lives. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I saw this. I saw this presidential campaign from Kanye. I, I saw at least a part of it. And I got to tell you, there's, a, there's good points made there, but also. Uh, very uh, like just like it kind of like stood out to me. It just kind of jumped out from the video. There was this like moment where this motherfucker was totally just playing on the emotions of the crowd, and 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 that's great because it'll make for a very successful campaign for sure. You definitely want to fucking prey on the emotions of the constituents. That that seems to fucking get you high fucking numbers yeah like a trump yeah yeah um but i did see a few moments of like alligator tears in this presidential campaign like specifically surrounding these moments where he's talking about um he could have been dead and right his mom saved his life right and he could have killed his daughter You're like, right it was like based around this like fucking the 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 ever so fucking politically moral dilemma laced argument of fucking uh fucking abortion yes the fucking uh what is it the life life um the something of life sanctity of life okay argument i feel like he kind of like pressed a little too hard on that one and then he he was like all emotional about this shit and 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 it just really did come across as in like not genuine to me i think it's more of his ego coming through it's definitely him telling the world that hey this genius could have not been here <laughs> you know right so he almost didn't happen you you people killing off these kids that are potential geniuses like I was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see that argument. Yeah. Like, dude, I, he feels so sorry for the rest of us that we almost didn't have Kanye West. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there's some, there's some definitely good talking points there. There's some good points he makes that are just kind of taken out of context and skewed 
through the fucking media and like proliferated through media that Kanye is crazy. And in the words of fucking Dave Chappelle, the the most dismissive thing you can say about someone is that they're fucking crazy. Right. You know? So anything that follows, anything that comes out of their mouth after that is just nonsense. And fuck me, the fucking media has done a great job of doing this to Kanye West. He kind of does like tend to seem to make it easy. Of course. Right. But I, I have to wonder if that's part of the plan too. It, you have to wonder. Any publicity is good publicity, man. Right, right, right. There's no such thing as there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? Or no such thing as bad publicity. No such thing as, as Sean Connery publicity. would say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, he's definitely playing that, playing that part that he needs to fucking play, but he does make some fucking salient fucking points. Uh, talking about the enslavement of black people and the new slavery that we all fucking live in and the fucking powers that be are invisible fucking powers. But all that is fucking dismissed when you put a video of him saying Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves, which she did. That was a very she fucking, did. That was a fucking uh, 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 salient point, a fucking a fiery, a fiery point that he made ultra controversial i loved the clip where immediately when he says this when he says this immediately after he says this there's a crowd reaction where someone says all right we're We're leaving leaving now yeah but it was uh it was an unassailable fucking point that he made because exactly that happened there was no fucking real regime change that happened from Harriet Tubman freeing the slaves, she didn't change the system. She merely um, brought people to different uh, a different kind of servitude. Exactly. She didn't teach these men to fish. She simply gave them a fish. Right. There was, like you're saying, no system in play to help liberate these people. All they did was go from servitude to fucking wage slavery and subpar wages. For sure. Um, I never thought I'd find myself saying this about Harriet Tubman um, and, and anything that she did because uh, for sure, um, growing up and everything that I was taught, this was just a fucking feat. Of course. And, and, and it is. I'm not going to take anything away from it. She put her life on the line to... You know, extract people from the fucking shitty life that they were leading into um, a world of opportunity. But there was not a system in place to allow them to capitalize on that. No, there was no opportunity. They were still considered three-fourths of a human being. Right, right. It was no longer slavery. It was fucking some other fucking servitude. Correct, correct. So, fucking A, dude. Like, I feel like, well, not, not. Oh, God damn, I'm not going to say in my opinion. It's just, it's very well known. The The history we were taught is very Disneyfied. Uh, it's very Disneyfied. Disneyfied. It's That's just, a really great adjective. It's, it's happy-go-lucky. Everything worked out perfectly for everybody. Check this out. Christopher Columbus discovered America. Now we're great. Uh, Harriet Tubman freed the slaves. Look, now we're great. Yeah, everything's Abraham fine now. Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. Now we're great. Everything's fine now, guys. Yeah. You can stop arguing. <laughs> MLK was a thing, so why are we still fighting for civil rights now? Fuck. 
<laughs> it's unfortunate, really. Um, this is a fucking case of great, great intentions, good intentions that were um, just ill fucking. Uh, the plan was rolled out without too much of of like foresight. And I mean, again, her heart was in a good place. It was. I'm going to free these people from their, their fucking slave owners, from the master. So take them out of fucking servitude. Great. What's next? And you can't put the blame on her entirely because it's something out of her hands. It's just victim of fucking circumstance. There was nothing in place for them. Right. It's it's really unfortunate too. Yes, it's really unfortunate. Um, it's something that has been revered in history, um, and and I don't think ever really been analyzed like it is being done so today as we speak. It's something that's kind of been, um, just like taken for face value, and it's just like yeah, you did that, and it was with this intention, and you succeeded. Wonderful. But hey, um, shit still kind of sucks for everybody else. Right. That that you freed. All those people that you freed still found themselves in a position um, uh, in society where they weren't necessarily set for success. Absolutely not. The, what is it? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. For sure. For sure. And... Lambs to slaughter, dude. Lambs to fucking slaughter. Yeah. That's what it was. Uh, there's this idea, this virtuous idea of that she was this fucking Mother Teresa to the fucking slaves. But, I mean, it's just like, here you go. Here's your life in your hands. Handle. Nothing after that. Yeah. And again, that's not her responsibility either. True. She did what she could with what she, what she had. And she did... That's miraculous fair. fucking things. That's fair. But we're all living under this fucking lie, this fucking deception that she was this great fucking hero and freed this fucking slave from their fucking servitude. And in the words of fucking Kanye West was, yeah, she moved him from one slave owner to the next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love the argument of, of, of race, of racism being, uh being fucking innate i i believe that it might have been a ben shapiro argument where he disassembles it to if if everything's going to be racist based on like the opportunity that's allowed because of your race right then wouldn't that make the nba racist the nba is racist it's predominantly black people african-american people yeah. So, hey, uh, it's it's no longer we're not we're not talking about meritocracies anymore. We're talking about fucking something that's just being handed to people based on their fucking genetics. So fucking. Well, isn't that inherently merit. a meritocracy? Uh, if it, they're better at something, then they get that position. That's okay. a meritocracy. No, that is a meritocracy. Like, yeah, yeah, genetics okay just the happenstance for sure and they all happen to be fucking black yeah you know and it, and they all happen to be tall it had nothing to do with fucking 
breeding slaves and creating the bigger, stronger, faster slave. Right. <laughs> Maybe it did. Um, <laughs> but they're, they have a fucking very specific skill. And I will kill you when I find you. Fucking, what's that guy fucking? Um, Liam Nielsen. Liam Nielsen. Yeah. They Liam have a very Nielsen. specific set of skills. And they happen to be in fucking basketball for some reason because they're fucking bigger, stronger, faster men. Yeah, it seems to be endemic in a lot of major league uh, sports. Right. Right. So, so we're going to talk about absolutes and we're going to talk, talk about injustices. And then it just so happens that like the people that you're fighting for seem to have a uh, kind of niche in, um, I guess, professional sports but the, it's not handed to them though. It, like this idea that it's handed to them because they're black is wrong it, it is a meritocracy it's based on their skills and their ability to put this ball in this fucking hoop <laughs> which is kind of fucking i don't know it sounds fucking benign in the real world but this is a thing that we fucking follow and that people fucking watch and fucking cheer for so they're gonna get paid for it based yeah. on their abilities um where the fuck was i going with this i don't know uh connie's weight connie west's point on this is just like okay yeah you have these people getting millions of dollars but how much are the owners making are the owners right. black right no none of the owners are black magic johnson maybe one out of fucking how many fucking teams are there right i distinctly remember like a fucking case where there was an owner for one of these NBA uh, teams talking about how he didn't want uh, his daughter to be dating black men. It was and his girlfriend. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Don't be hanging around with them. Uh, I, it wasn't even that, though. That that video says, I don't care if you fuck them. Just don't take pictures with them, is what he said. <laughs> it was the Clippers <laughs> fucking owner. Talking to his girlfriend, who was fucking all the fucking players on the fucking team. He, he specifically said, I don't care if you fuck them. Just don't take pictures with them. That's bad publicity for him. Yes. And then all of a sudden, he's this racist-ass motherfucker. Like, no, dude, what the fuck? Like, so his girlfriend likes big black dick. Who cares? Right. He just says, don't take pictures with them. That's all I'm fucking asking you. <laughs> racist 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 and he lost his ownership to the fucking team he did he did it happened quickly and um it, in today's culture it was just like the bad <laughs> the worst fucking time for him to make a stance on that fucking front right really just a victim of circumstance really <laughs> yeah and he's he, a victim of circumstance yeah yeah he this is fucking billionaires is. victim of circumstance <laughs> he is if he would have taken that stance any other fucking time before this shit <laughs> It would have just been like, oh, no, yeah, totally reasonable. Like, we could see why you wouldn't want to fucking bring that kind of uh, yeah. attention to your personal relationship. Like this 20-year-old wants to fuck everything that moves, <laughs> and you are 60, and you can't fuck her every day. So she's right. fucking the fucking black man she sees on your fucking team. Yeah, there's only so much that Viagra could do for you, man. Exactly. <laughs> he's, a, he's a victim of circumstance. I feel sorry for him. That's a it's a it's not an unreasonable request. <laughs> it's not an unreasonable request. I don't care if you fuck them. 
just don't take pictures with them. There's there's a very fucking moderate uh, sense of being reasonable in that request. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. There's this guy's a reasonable man. <laughs> I think so. Just go he, for it. He realized his limitations. Yeah, he realized where he stood in this fucking relationship, <laughs> and he goes, "I want to keep fucking you." So go ahead and fuck them if you want. Just just just, just please don't take pictures with them. <laughs> That's reasonable, dude. Honestly, if I were in that fucking position, I'd make the same request. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, I gotta say the same thing. <laughs> uh, if I'm fucking like, if 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 I'm fucking batting a- above my fucking grade, <laughs> go go for it. Get yours, but hey, just spare me the fucking humiliation. Spare me, yeah, spare me please. Get get that shit, get your fill. Yep. Spare me the humiliation. Right. <laughs> spare me the fucking social backlash. Yeah. Spare me the fucking Instagram posts of I fucked this guy today. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I don't know, man. But again, like salient points coming from Kanye West, and he's being pawned off as fucking crazy yet again. Yeah. You know, the first time, well, not the first time, but one of the fucking times was he was talking about slavery is a choice. And I remember that. I remember there was the this fucking... huge backlash about yes. him being like racist and pro Trump, this and that. And it's just like, no motherfucker, like that shit in context. What the fuck else is he saying other than that specific fucking phrase? Like, I remember the turmoil that that caused. Yeah. That phrase caused absolutely mass turmoil and, and um, just brought a lot of negative attention to him and a lot of these fucking. He is crazy. Right. Kind of deal. He's trying to empower you, telling you you don't need to be a fucking slave to this fucking system that's fucking built and put in front of you. Slavery is a fucking choice, motherfucker. Oh, he's crazy. Oh, he's crazy. Well, for sure, because that when you make a statement like that, it immediately brings the onus onto you as an individual. Of course. It, it makes you responsible for your own destiny. It's not my fault. It's society's <laughs> fault that I'm a fuck up. That shit is a burden to a lot of people. It is. It's wonderful to like see uh, bringing the onus to an individual uh, because I, it, it either makes you empowered or it makes you a victim. And, and it's always despicable to me. It's despicable to see people err on the side of victim because that's the easy should be empowered when somebody tells you that you're in control of your own destiny that is not Mm -hmm. the the sentiment there is not to fucking tell you that you're fucked the sentiment there is to tell you that you are in control of exactly how fucking successful you are exactly you choose yes to fall victim to this Right. Or you don't. It also sucks when you have a lot of people telling you that you are a victim of this. Too. Yeah, that's pretty hard. That too. also does kind of suck. That fucking weighs heavy on you, too. Yeah. Imagine fucking growing up in a fucking fucking area or whatever, the fucking neighborhood where everyone fucking claims to be a victim and tells you that you're a victim because of the color of your fucking skin. Right. That's all you fucking know your entire fucking life. You're a victim. You're a victim. You're a victim. Yeah. Look at this. Our 
people of the same skin color as you were enslaved 200 years ago. That makes you a victim. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stupid. That means you should get reparations. <laughs> God. I, I, I also think it's like really yeah. funny. Because I'm responsible for my ancestors, right? I'm responsible for what they did and what they didn't do. <laughs> Just like white people are. Just like black people are. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm a light-skinned Latino. That means all that fucking means to me is some fucking Spaniard motherfucker came over to fucking Latin America, raped one of my fucking native fucking ancestors. Right. And fucking generated fucking lighter-skinned children. That's my fault, though. I should have stopped them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It really is. Um, Kanye, Kanye, something else. I gotta say, if there was one ego that would be able, capable to topple the ego of Trump, <laughs> it would have to be the one person in the world, Kanye West. The ego on that motherfucker is fucking resilient. I and- mean, he he has an ego but he is talented at what he does yeah you know he can back it up he he can back that up and then bring up these fucking points it's just like he is a deeper thinker he's just not as articulate as you want him to be right uh he's kind of just rambling going off the cuff and not prepared and he's just like touching all these fucking points and some he elaborates on some he doesn't and people are just like playing this gotcha game that they play with everybody like ah he said something stupid i got you motherfucker you're in the fucking spotlight right now we're gonna fucking tear you down because that's what we do with successful fucking black men that's what we do with successful fucking latino men that's what we do with anybody successful that's not fucking white we they're in the fucking spotlight and we gotta fucking bring them fucking down there's a fucking (laughs) saying in fucking spanish that says Por eso Dios no le da alas a los alacranes. Oh shit, I never heard that one before. It's fucking beautiful. I've never heard that one before. Yep. That's why God doesn't give anything to crabs. Give wings to crabs. Oh, alas. alas. Okay. Okay. Because we're all crabs in a fucking bucket and we're all trying to fucking climb out and all the fucking other crabs, what the fuck do they do? They bring that motherfucker back down into the right. fucking bucket. <laughs> all right. That is a very interesting phenomena in that in that subsect. And the all these motherfuckers, that's all they want to fucking do is bring you back fucking down. And that's what they're doing to fucking <laughs> Connie. That's what they try to do to fucking Dave Chappelle. That's what they try to do with any fucking successful fuck, fucking black man. Any successful Latino, any successful fucking Chinese man, any success, anyone with moderate fucking success talking about the power of fucking humanity. He's crazy. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I hold human beings in high regard, and I think we can do better. I think just collectively as a whole, I, I believe that we can do better, and it just doesn't seem like we're like ready for that call to action. We are way too involved into uh, blaming other fucking external variables into our uh, laziness, into our unwillingness to change. 
into our staunch uh, repulsion of having any sense of personal accountability for our condition and our situation. It's convenient. It's easy. Absolutely. I see the fucking, I, I see how it's attractive. But also, take some fucking personal accountability. That's all it fucking is. It's personal fucking accountability, personal fucking sovereignty. You are responsible for yourself, your personal success. You're not a victim of this fucking environment. You're not. You choose. Slavery is a fucking choice. Beautiful. So we're going to end it on that. Ah, on <laughs> Kanye West's beautiful fucking controversial words. Slavery is a fucking choice, everyone. You either make a decision to fucking break a pattern or you fucking choose to sit idly by while fucking the world and capitalism and everything else mows you over. We hope that you make the right choice. This has been episode 52 of Wasted Content. We have had a fucking beautiful lineup of belching beaver brews. And we are ready to sign off. <laughs> Episode 52, man. <laughs> Happy one year anniversary, man. Fuck yeah. Thank you for everything you've done for us, man. Thank you. I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. I will see you next Thursday. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs>